think we end up back in Grand Park this year? Nobody knows if we're gonna be in Grand Park next year. But the one thing I do know is my heart, my soul, my love has always gone to the city of Chicago. My heart, my soul, and my love will still be in the city of Chicago. All right, that's all she wrote. The Last Dance 10 part series. It's officially over. We're here for a, I guess, a season finale. It is your host, Chevy. I've got my co host for the Last Dance recaps bag, Demario Jackson, my good friend. How are you doing, man? Yo, yo. Um, I got my wine. You know, uh, I thought about not drinking it tonight, but I'm like, you know what? Every single time we've done like the recaps, you know, I've had my wine in my hand and, um, tradition. I won't lie, bro. I am, I'm, I'm like sad. Like, like, what do we, like, what do I do for like, do I get a girlfriend? Do I get a dog? Like, <laughs> wow. Like, like, what do I do now? It's kind of like <laughs> I was looking forward to this since forever, and then it happens. And it, it's like, it reminded me of, like, when you first get to the festival on, like, Thursday, Friday. And, like, for me, I always think about that Monday going home. And, yeah, now it's Monday, and we have no more left. And it's just kind of like, like, where do we go from here? It's the end of vacation feeling, huh? Yeah. I guess. I mean, we're going to get spoiled one more time Wednesday night with a, a Game 6 movie i guess that's yeah. kind of cool but i i like i um i like this a lot like i liked it like a whole lot i hope that like i would love to see um like uh zero zero to like the tens lakers of all of that craziness i would love to see like a Dallas Cowboy of the 90s. I would like to see the Yankees of the late 90s. I would like to see the Miami Hurricane team that had every single NFL player. I would love to see that Florida Gator team that had like Tebow and Cam Newton and like the Pouncey brothers and uh, fucking Aaron Hernandez. You know, I would love to see like that. Like, I just, I don't know. I love, I loved it a lot, a lot. Yeah, I, I, w- I would agree. I, I can't complain at all, man. I felt like this is really fun and, the fact that we really had all eyes on it, you know, kind of just joking around about the conspiracy theory that Michael wanted to do this or he created, you know, COVID-19 for this reason. But, you know, still, it's like this was perfect for like basketball fans across like all spectrums to like really sit down and focus and watch this. Like, you know, even to like today, like as much as people don't dislike him, like LeBron gives so much you know respect and honor you know, kobe's done it and uh, mike's impacted a lot of the guys you see today so you know he i think i think he's he's, he's hitting like a generation where mike is is kind of not existing to a certain generation right now and it's kind of scary to me and you <laughs> so yeah i think we're, we're getting to that point but yeah man um you know we're here you know episodes nine and ten we'll talk about that uh we'll talk about the documentary overall and kind of just give our, our insight to it um you know, you and I have talked behind the scenes about our impressions of Michael Jordan, and, and we'll get to that here in the show. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, but what's up with you, man? How, you know, you missed out last week. I, I, I substituted you with Chris. Um, shout out to Chris Thompson. And uh, how have you been, man? How's quarantine? Dude, I'm all good. You know, I was with the family last week. I was with mom. Uh, you know, I went up to surprise her for mother. It wasn't even like a surprise. Like, she threatened me. Uh, she's like, uh, she's an abuser. She's very threatened. Bring your black ass home for I beat your ass. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So it was go, dope. Man. You know, I love my mother and my sister a lot. Um, those are like my homies. That's why every now and then when I post some like wild demo story shit, I'll always have like a random Karen that'll that'll kind of like, you know, they'll they'll say something like, I can't believe you said that. And then I have to remind them, my mother and my sister co-sign all this, and my proofreaders are like twins, they're women. So like all my crazy theories and shit that i post and i talk shit like they're all approved by women so if you're <laughs> so, a woman, you can't hate on because my mother told me i can be that way but yeah man uh, family time is good um you know it kind of sucks because like you know colin's birthday's coming up i have like i think like four or five of my homies had babies from the day colin was born through the end of june <laughs> and it just sucks i'm thinking like damn like 
these little like these little miniature people with like you know almost teeth and almost walking and shit they won't even and i know they won't remember it but it's more like i want to post pictures of the birthday party so i can get thirsty women in my dms i like you all my <laughs> so you know i mean i'm like you know like you know i can't wait for that i'm actually gonna ship out his gift uh like you know soon uh but yeah man everything's been good i'm still on demon time unfortunately i try to um not be on demon time but demon demo has been out in these streets acting up man it's been bad i need to like i need basketball to get back you know yeah, that's what um, i was about to say there's no distraction now and it's even worse that this last dance is finally over you know what's bad and not to like be like whatever but like when you have like such like a high mark price free throw like percentage it's like how do you not do this how do you not act up you know <laughs> so it's just kind of like it's you know but fuck it whatever we're here i'm excited i'm sad i wish there was like a i know there's like a mark mcguire one i even said i'm like yo i need a mike tyson i need tiger woods i need dennis robin uh i need barry bonds i need a kobe one i need a lance armstrong like i want to like these like type a ultra ultra kings that all like think that way like i just want to I just want to see more and more and more. I want to watch one of these every couple of months. It just was, I mean, it was beautifully done. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like Lance Armstrong is next, but no, I agree. It's like, I feel like, you know, we're in a day and age of an era where we can share It's We're able to like outreach to so many people in different countries just by the, the freaking strand of the internet. And um, I think it's cool because it, it can inspire so much more in this world, man, you know, in the midst of all this coronavirus and, and things like that, it, it can really inspire people. And, and I hope it does, man. You know, there's some kid watching like, wow, Michael really wanted the bus ass. I'm going to be just like that. And you go out there and you yeah. have like three, four, five guys in the NBA all want the bus ass just the same way in about 10 years, you know? So, Hey, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the goal hopefully. And, um, well, they're just wired different, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, yeah. Sounds good, man. Uh, sounds like you, you're, you're progressing there. Yeah, this was dope because I feel like I'm not saying the NBA players don't go hard, but it just was super dope because I think that like I guarantee these playoffs are going to be insane. Like you got you're going to have I guarantee you're going to have the highest level of playing that you've like ever seen in these playoffs because every single person every single person was watching this and all the fans are watching this. So now you have people that are like adding them and telling them doing all this and doing that. So I know it's going to wake up like a different beast. I can't wait to see like the game changers in the league, the LeBrons, the Greeks, Kawhi, uh, you know, uh, Dame Lillard. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we won't see Steph, unfortunately, but like, you know, the Steph Curry's like, I can't wait to see what type of beast that wakes up. Russell Westbrook is one of the few people in the league that I think has that Kobe in him. I'm not going to say Mike because he does. He doesn't have that Mike, but he has that Kobe in him. There's a few players like John Morant. You know, it's I'm very, very interested to see how players come out because Michael was a fucking assassin, bro. Like straight. When I say psychopath, I don't say like in a like he was a fucking psychopath. Like he was different. Michael was wired differently. Like it was like those stories were just like, wow. You remember that? And he did. And he will bust your ass. I love it. That was really dope. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, you know, just got in touch on really quick on episodes nine and 10. Uh, it, it really, like they said, it was, it, I guess these were the two episodes that we were kind of throwing together at the end here. They were all right, man. They were okay. It wasn't like the greatest ending for me, in my opinion. Um, it was cool to get like Steve Kerr in episode nine, kind of went back, got a little bit of a glimpse of him. Uh, and it was, you know, one of my little beasts that we'll talk about the overall documentary is kind of like the, it gets a little confusing because they go go from like ninety seven to ninety eight and then back to ninety seven. So it's kind of like, all right, well, what the hell? What year are we in? You know, so um, it, it kind of got a little confusing there. But I I I guess I was expecting more like that Washington Wizards drive. To like, what did you do in between? Like, once you retired, it kind of just ended. But I think I respect this. I respect the fact that if he wanted to keep it solely based on the Chicago Bulls dynasty and the 98 and that's it, that's all we're talking about. I can respect the end and how it ended there with the whole ritual that Phil Jackson put them through there. Yeah. Um, I, I can respect that. I think you have to look at it from the perspective of like, what did you really want to do with this documentary and what you wanted to produce and, and the end result to it. So if that's, the, it's got to end at some point. If you want it to end at 98, sure. You know, it is what it is, but from Jordan himself... I yeah, I like 
I would have liked, I mean, I didn't want them to go into like other wizards and stuff, but I would have liked for them to kind of talk about, or at least kind of, you know, like the post-life, like going home to your family, like, you know, what, you know, what is that like? You're retired. I would like for them to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. I do agree episodes uh, nine and 10 weren't like the 10 out of 10, like the previous ones, but I kind of expected that. Like you can only do so much when we already know the outcome of what's already went on. Uh, You know, what I do love and shout out to Steve Kerr, shout out to his dad, Malcolm. I love how he has like the blackest name ever, Malcolm Kerr, but (laughs) I like that. I like how they tied in like Steve Kerr. I liked how they show like Jordan uh, having the confidence and the faith in him. Because those people who say that Ray Allen saved LeBron and like, like, you know, it sucks as a lot. Like a lot of people have never picked up a basketball or a sport or anything in their life. Right. So they, they have this weird thing to where if you're the number one guy and you don't take every single game winner, if you don't take every single contested shot and I love Kobe, but I blame him a lot on this because he, I mean, it's just like, he was really one of those, I'm going to take it no matter what. So I think that people think that that's smart basketball when it's not. So it was really cool to see Mike on the bench. He gives him that look, which is one of my saved memes. Like, yo, you ready? Are you ready for this? And it's dope because you see like Ron Artest hitting the big three for the Lakers to win the title. You see Ray Allen shot, like the Paxson, the curve, um, big shot, Bob. These that's called team basketball. It's a team game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, like, People, we so, like, we get confused. It's like, yo, this is a team sport. Like, that's, if I know that every, if I know that Chevy's going to get the ball, like, yeah, let's set up a play to where Gabe gets the ball. You know, like, why, like, what? But, again, a lot of people have not played, have never played. So, in their mind, they think, like, man, you know, I would do this or I would do that. So, for you to see Mike actually deferring to Kerr in a big-time moment, that's when you're like, oh, wow, maybe, yeah, maybe you were wrong for the last a million years about, you know, so I love that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, kind of going piggyback off of Kerr real quick is, you know, he he obviously knew, like, his role. And, and you know, there's a lot of beef with him in regards to, like, him taking over for Mark Jackson and the coaching of the Golden State Warriors. And and I thought about this earlier when, you know, they kind of highlighted Kerr and you, you saw, like, the pictures, like, he... He's he's a you know he he's a champion like he won three with the Bulls then he went and won the next year with San Antonio by the way he's in the locker room with Phil Jackson uh Phil Jackson managing multiple personalities he's a part of a championship team he's a part of Jordan's career I I really I I, I think that Steve yeah they went on that what twenty four and zero streak without Steve Kerr when um yeah. you know uh you know Luke had uh, took over yeah and um. You know, I, I felt like Steve Kerr still needs to, to have that respect as as the head coach, regardless of how good that that Warrior team was that went, you know, was it seventy three and nine? Yeah, Steve Kerr was in the background. Steve Kerr still had an impact on that team, and there, here's the proof in the pudding. Right, exactly. You everybody who didn't know Steve Kerr as the NBA player, here here it is, and this is proof in the pudding that. He had an impact on there. You know, KD, Draymond went at it. That team still bonded together, and, and they were the best team when healthy. Like, they were un, unbeatable. So, I just, you know, kudos to Steve Kerr. I think that this, he, he needed his moment. I, I think that, you know, Jordan kind of recognized that he needed his moment. You know, kudos to him. But he understood, like, he was a role player. Like, you know, there's certain guys that understand the role players, and they're going to strive best. And this guy said he was pretty much eyeing John Paxton. And then, eventually he takes over for John Paxton. Like as a role player, who the hell says that these days? No one, he says that everyone yeah. says, well, I'd rather be under like LeBron's wing and be like the next LeBron. Right. So, you know, kudos to him for, on that one. Um, but yeah, how, how did you I feel? Think, I, I, I mean, and like to kind of like talk about that, I think that Steve Kerr, that was the definition of knowing your role. Like prime example. I remember back in the day when we first started the podcast and we started to kind of get everything going. I remember, uh, and it was like a very brief talk. Okay, like, you know, who's going to ho- You. I'm not going to host this. I'm too, I'm too, ah, like, I'll, nobody else will be able to talk. We need you as the mediator. We need you as the, all right, Demario, you're getting too carried away. Let me segue <laughs> into this. Otherwise, it's going to be me talking for two hours, and we won't even hit not one topic. There's been so many times where I've, like, 
went off on a rant and, and then you're like, oh yeah, so cheeseburgers. I'm like, yeah, I like cheeseburgers. And then we're back on the, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's me knowing my role. Right, that's right. me. I've been asked so many times to start a podcast and I always tell people I won't do it without you because you, you know me well enough to where you can say something or do something and I'll know like, fuck, it's been 30 minutes and nobody else has spoken. So that's Steve Kerr. He knew his role and knowing what I know about how Kevin Durant and Draymond and Steph and all that, that's basically like Dennis Rodman and all that. Right. All that. He watched Phil Jackson work. I mean, some of these stories that I heard, I didn't really know it all. Like, I mean, man, like, wow. Rob, like, you know Rob is wild, but then you see this and you're like, oh, shit. He was really out here wilding out. Like, and Phil held that all in. And I always say, and we'll talk about this later, but I always say how, like, those players from the 90s have benefited. Because if we lived in this era, this is the era where you have slick, fake journalists who are trying to get woos and wahs out of you. and they. They really not protecting the players in the nineties. Like this stuff, like nobody knew like crazy, 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 crazy nuts. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, you know, that's why I wanted to you know how, how do you feel about like how you know, Kirk compares to like, you know, uh, of his past. And it, it just shows that he, he understood how to manage different personalities and, and overall preach, Hey guys, we're here as we're one of the greatest teams ever. And I played on one of the greatest teams ever. So like, listen to me like he has that going for him and those guys bought in they obviously you know katie doesn't get hurt in the finals last year you know we're looking at them winning another championship i mean hands down the most unbeatable team so i you know i love i love that piece about kurt it was a little weird though i was a little taken back by it because i was like oh wow why are we talking about steve kurt and then at the I, end it made sense yeah. like five minutes I mean, later it did make yeah. sense yeah i mean it was a very uh it was a very like because steve kurt's popping right now if steve kurt didn't Going to Coastal Warriors and win these championships, we probably would have fucking featured Scott yeah, Brill. Exactly. You know, like would have. But I love how he said him and Mike. When I found out the like one of the common themes on this whole um, the last dance was Mike didn't have friends. Like he called one person a friend, Charles Oakley. Everybody else was just like, you know. I even read this thing and it said Dennis Rodman said that him, Mike, and Scotty never hung out or chilled outside of the basketball. Court. I believe it. And it's like a. Like, I often hear people about, like, Shaq and Kobe and, like, the Beatles and all these big bands and groups and stuff that, like, they didn't like each other. Like, they just did But they, they had a common goal of winning. And I think that this was the definition of that. Like, they were all so different. They were all so whatever. But they really weren't friends. And it kind of makes me, you know, like, you don't really necessarily need to be friends. Like, I think that we're, like, so buddy-buddy now, we can't think of it as, like, Cool, Chevy, you and I are coworkers. That's it. I won't ask you too much. You won't ask me too much. But our common goal is getting this commission the end, period. <laughs> and their common goal was winning. And, you know, it was dope. I loved it. I loved it a lot. Yeah, and I actually just wanted to kind of, you know, the end of the Kerr part of it there is I feel like Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan a little bit more closer than a Scottie Pippen. And I think that's something that, kind of got you know was brought to light in from this documentary because if you look at it <laughs> and scotty really didn't have multiple interview looks or scenes he literally sat there in this pink salmon looking polo shirt the entire show entire 10 series and it's like they sat him down for like two hours and just took like bits and pieces and inserted him it really wasn't much um and i noticed he didn't really he didn't really talk too much directly about Michael. Everything was kind of like narrating through different scenes. And then they left it up to Scotty to basically give kudos to Jerry Krause. So <laughs> it's like I, Michael didn't Scottie, say anything about Krause. They left it up to Scotty. Scotty's always been one of my favorite players ever, right? But this documentary was just like, it was almost like, it was like, like, are you guys making fun of him? Are you like, are you like, what? It was just weird because it's like, I feel like, I feel like, like, okay, we know about Scotty and his like money situation. We know about him buying the jet. We know about future and his wife. Then you watch this and I'm like, damn, bro. I feel like Scotty's that guy who everybody makes fun of. And it sucks. Even in that, Hey, Michael got the ball. I was just trying to get away. And you're like, fuck bro. Like you don't have a backbone. You don't have like it. Like it just seems like the entire documentary, he was just getting shitted on. And what sucks what sucks 
is Scotty is, I'll say, a top 25 to 30 player of all time. I always have been on record that Scotty's the greatest defensive player of all time. I'll, I'll always like Scotty is like so good, one of the greatest two way players, a point forward. Like he ran the off. Like that's the one thing that I didn't like about this um, documentary is that they really didn't show. Like Scotty ran the offense. Scotty was like you know it's. But again, Michael was the one who ran it, so you're fitting narrative. Yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. You're not going to get that narrative. All these narratives, like Scotty was hurting this game, and Scotty, and it was more of like a. All right, I'm Mike. I was dominant. I'm going to show you guys how Scotty wasn't dominant. That's what I took away from this. And that's not the case. Like, I lived it. I breathed it. I watched it. I know how dominant Scotty was. I know that Scotty was guarding the opposing team's best players since 1987. I'm sorry, 1988. I know that when Rodman came, Rodman was guarding. And then even Ron Harper. So you have Mike that ran freely. I didn't really like Channing Fry's uh, Mike just scored, but it's true. Mike just scored. Mike didn't have to worry about defense or offense. He got like, you know, because later on, the you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't know that. I'm like, yo, look at Scotty's defense, look at Robin's defense, and even Ron Harper. And so that's what I, it was just like a really, I understand it. Because when they write the documentary about me, trust me, I'm going to make it look like I ran this fucking podcast. I'm like, yeah, Colin was bored. I made birth for him. <laughs> Chevy was calling me because Chevy was fucking wilding out in Orlando, acting up. And I came in and saved this kid. Like, you know, like, but it just, like, I knew what was happening because I witnessed this, so it was weird to kind of see them talk about stuff but not talk about it. But I agree. Fuck it. If, oh, if it's my podcast, if it's my whatever, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he did start it off, though. Like, like the first, what was it, one episode one or two where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm nowhere, nowhere without Scotty, right? Like, he kind yeah, of did oh, yeah, that was, as a I starting point, but then, like, everything after that was kind of like, like I said, Scotty only had one look this entire time. He's in this empty ass background with the same shirt on, and we don't get any kind of other interviews or any other looks. And you know, it it is what it is, though. I mean, clearly, if what people need to understand is like this, like we have spoken about in the past episodes, is that clearly you have Jordan's paws all over this. He's gonna make it, you know, what it is for him. And with that understanding, this is no surprise at all. So. Um, with that being said, though, kind of transitioning over to the overall judgment of Michael Jordan um, and the end result for you. Like, did you feel do you feel like your judgment has changed of him? And I know we talked about this before the show. I like Michael better. Like, I love how he used all of the people who, like, said things about him. Like, prime example, um, I do the same thing. You know, 2017, my life I went through a lot of shit. So I remember certain people that said things about me. I don't really go full Michael because I'm not seeing them every day or in basketball games. But I remember. I remember slick talk. I remember conversations with people like, oh, you're just going to be this. or You're not going to be this. or You're not going to be this. And, like, I'm not really, like, adding them and, like, you know, kind of rubbing it in. But my success is enough. And I love how he was like, look. I love Clyde. Clyde's a good, he ain't no Michael Jordan, which is true. I love the George Carl. He's like, yo, we both went to UNC. I've seen him at golf, whatever. And he just walks by me. Okay, bet. Oh, Jerry Krause, like Tony Kukoc, bet. Oh, Jerry Krause said that Dan Marley was a good defender, bet. Like, I, I don't get when Michael leaked the people won't like me. If you don't like Michael after this, you're just one of those let's not keep score um one of those weirdos who doesn't deserve to, to live or breathe so like why are you even on earth like you know like i this was dope this this made me appreciate and love michael more it made me kind of understand uh why he's been reluctant to talk good about you know like a lebron i think michael michael never saw kobe as a threat because he's not so he would co-sign kobe on things right he sees Ron as a threat. And now that I watch this, I, I'm a firm believer that in 2017, when, I'm 2016, when LeBron uh, you know, won that title, um, Nick Wright actually said it. There was 2% of people that said that LeBron was the greatest. But yesterday they did it, it was 26%. So that's a 24% increase. So <laughs> I think that I understand why he did it. I would have did it as well. But you know, and it worked, you know, it worked as well. Like people are like, oh my God, I didn't know Mike. I didn't know this, but you know, I get it. I get, he will never endorse LeBron. The only way he endorses LeBron is if LeBron retires right now. Cause he knows that with another title, it's like, oh, he got five. Oh, he has this. Oh, he has this. He has this. And a lot of people 
like really like hate on, you know, when you lose or when you do this and do that. And I'm always an advocate, like losing in the finals is not a bad thing. Like we live in this real world where people are like, I'd rather lose in the first round than the finals. And I'm like, that's fucking weird to me. But again, six and oh, you can't defeat that. He's going to forever be the goat because of that. But yeah, I mean, I love him more to be honest. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we talked about this too as well before the show. I'm not surprised by anything that I heard or that I saw. You know, we, you know, growing up and being, I guess, you know, nurtured under yourself with as a basketball fan as a young age and talking in those MySpace groups, you always got to learn about something about Jordan. And we, I, I mean, the more I thought about this today, I was like, how many hours of your life would you say that you've dedicated to just looking up stats about basketball? <laughs> like, Oh, I'm the weirdest. People I don't understand that, right? Yeah, it's people don't understand. Like we're like we just have a weird quirk about us that we're we we're so obsessed with this stuff. So like we go and look, and I've spent hours. And it's funny because people will comment on my like a, like a Facebook feed and say, "Well, you know, people don't really spend time watching." Like some guy said that, right? I'm not gonna call him out, but he says, "Oh, people don't wouldn't watch a full game or they just watch the highlights." I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, I'll go back and look at the the basketball reference. I'll go back and pull the clip. I'll go back and watch the sequence of the games. Now I have more time to do that. I'll still do that in the summertime and it's because you don't know me. So you don't know what we're doing, but those there's people like us dedicated to this game and dedicated that we do this. So I would say I wasn't surprised kind of getting back to Michael. I'm not surprised of anything that I heard or saw, um, but like you, I'm a little more impressed in regards to like the psychology uh, with the mental drive. And I, I mean, at the end of that, you have to appreciate anybody who can get out and just want to win games and dedicate the time to a craft and, and just be great at it no matter what. Um, I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things that I took away from this documentary, but I, I don't think it changes my judgment or perception of MJ. Like, I mean, he's a global icon. He's done so many first things, as we mentioned, for yeah. athletes and overall worldwide, not just in the NBA. Like, he helped yeah. grow the NBA to a certain extent, but... It's he's just a different generational person that has has elevated um, sports athletes and, and and you know I feel like he didn't even take it all the way like he didn't he didn't sit there and say I'm a role model I'm an activist like he didn't even go wow. down that direction and he's still the biggest icon that did a lot of firsts so I don't think you it know surprised what, me. You know what I love about that I love that he didn't even try like. This documentary, what I like most about him, I think, is that he didn't try to rewrite why he didn't um, support the guy in the, you know, politician race. He didn't try to, no. So, like, with Michael, he could have easily said, you know what, man, I, I'm sorry. In 1991, I wish I would have done. I like how he's like, nah, fuck it. That's not me. I don't agree with that. I feel like that when you're that big, you got to kind of take on that. It's like just... It is what it is, bro. Like, I feel Mike for not trying to go back and rewrite history. Like, fuck it. That's not me. Cool. I, I mean, I still think of him less as a human, but as a basketball player, second to none. Right, yeah. No, I, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Like, he didn't back down for anything. He told, like, how it was. I think that, that everything pictured was exactly how it sounds like, um, especially if you want to get into, like, the pizza story. You know, I mean, that was such bull, bro. <laughs> like, we here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I party. I I've been. I've. I've just. Here's the thing, Michael. We know, bro. Like, bro, your eyes are leaking Hennessy present day. We know you fucking rage, bro. It's like one day I hit my photographer and I'm like, yo, I can't come in because like I'm sick. And he goes, bro, I saw your fucking. Instagram story, you were out till 4 a.m. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, admit it. I would have, I would have loved Mike. I love Mike at a 99 out of 100. I would have loved if he would have just admitted straight up, hey, I went out, I was fucking with them Utah Park snow bunnies, and I was acting the fuck up. And yeah, it is what it is. Because that whole pizza store, like, you mean to tell me that four motherfuckers delivered a pizza and they were huddling up and giggling and you still ate it? That sounds, but again, this is the same motherfucker that was hanging out with a guy named Slim with a jerry curl in 91. So, like, I don't think Mike has the best, you know, I don't think, I mean, he, he, I mean, he drafted Kwame. He's made the fucking worst picks ever with Charlotte. So he might just not, I don't know. It's, 
That was a rare. That was just weird. What's super weird is that your trainer is the one that has a bad feeling about it, and you still eat the pizza. So did your trainer not say anything to you? Hey, like, I wouldn't eat this pizza as your trainer. Like, listen to me, you know? Like, that's the number one guy you'd probably want to listen to before the the, the night before a game, you know? So, <laughs> so I'm looking like I'm like it just very. Like that, like remember us in the group chat, and you know we have like defenders like Kale. That Kale is co-signed. Kale is like the biggest gangster I know, and Kale's co-signed Michael for fucking, uh, for fucking snitching every. Oh, Mike is to go. He can do. I'm like, bro, you were just like, wow, bro. This, <laughs> you can still be a fan of somebody and not like dick ride and like their every single move to where it's like weird almost. Like you know, I fucking love Kanye and Mario West with all my heart. I don't fuck with that red hat shit. I don't fuck with his last couple of albums. I don't fuck with the song Barry Bonds or Drunken Hot Girls on fucking uh, graduation. Like, that's just not my lane. But I still fuck with him. I feel like as fans, we feel like that we, you know, I can't say, hey, Chevy, you know what? I didn't like last week's episode with me because I was, oh, are you a hater? No, motherfucker, I'm a realist. You know, it's like people feel like you can't say, I don't like that or I didn't fuck with that. And you can still say that and be a homie. So I feel like that whole pizza story was just like, I would have much rather them go with the flu, the flu game. Cause like, at least it's kind of a believable story, but that pizza story was lame. That was trash. Yeah. yeah agreed. And then he comes in and hypes himself. I mean, he, he did really, he really did perform like incredibly like beyond standards. I mean, he did. I mean, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it, yeah, it is sounds fishy. I mean, I wouldn't trust me. I, four guys show up the door I don't know, man. It, it, weird, weird stories. Um, like always. H- how about you know the little exchange? Um, kind of getting into like um, like what you liked about the documentary, like overall, like we've probably never seen before, right? Just beyond like the basketball clips and the highlights. Um, for me, I love like the Space Jam, um, post film um games, the um you know pickup games. So after he would get done filming, you know Space Jam those pickup games were incredible to watch. So that was one of my favorite parts. And then Larry Bird, him and Larry Bird were always a character. I love it. Those are the best, like the best, like the the part where he's walking out of the 98 all-star game, ready to go on the court. And he's talking to trash, to magic and bird. Yeah. Just like he used to do y'all. And then, <laughs> then I think it was episode nine or 10 where, he, you know, he's talking trash, like knocking bird out of the playoffs, you know, as the head coach of the Pacers. That, that those are like my top favorite moments. What what did you like? What what are some of like your top favorite moments? You know what? I love the family aspect. You kind of got a feel for like where he got it from. I love the family aspect among Michael, um, Rodman, uh, Pippen, and Kerr. I love like how they included in the family. Also, the Phil Jackson. You kind of got a chance to like go into the minds of these evil geniuses. Like I feel like I know them all so much better because of that. I also love the competitiveness of Michael. And I love how after, even before 91, before he won, we were calling him the GOAT. Because for years, people have said, I can't call LeBron, Ramon, James the GOAT because he hasn't won X amount of rings. When you know, you know. I knew LeBron was going to be the greatest player to ever touch a basketball when I watched him in high school. Like, I just knew it. You just look like you just, and then over the years, like, I like, so it seems like it's like, okay, all of a sudden, I, I, I never forget when LeBron won in 2016, everybody was like, oh, shit, LeBron to go. LeBron, I've been saying that even before he won. Like, we, we let these titles, don't get me wrong, it's, it, it, it's dope you win titles, et cetera. But it's like, there's like a, like, dude, these titles don't, like, what? Like, Michael won in 91, and they were like, he's the GOAT. 92, he's for sure the go. 93, for sure the go. What? He had less than Magic. He had less than the same amount of birdie. He had less than Kareem. You just know. So I love that. And I love the debunking. Like, for years, so many fans of, like, whether it's, uh, what's it, uh, low management. You saw Michael get taken out the finals game for the Gatorade mix. Like, certain things that people have, like, bitched and complained about. Kevin Durant, about Steph Curry, about LeBron, about kobe iverson whoever and i just love watching those people eat their words and delete their tweets and it's like you even saw like the fatigueness and i think that as things evolve you learn so that's the reason why there is ball management larry bird is crippled kevin McHale is crippled like these players are fucked up so obviously if you see that as a you know as a franchise you learn from that 
you know? Like, prime example, my father and I haven't always had the best relationship, right? But what my father did is he corrected that with my younger siblings. He's like, yeah, I fucked up with you. You and I were like, you know, we were we were best friends and we fought and we were enemies in your late uh, teens, early 20s, right? But guess what I did? I fucking corrected that. So that's what teams have done. They're like, wait a minute. It's kind of smart to give LeBron a rest here, Kawhi a rest here, because it's smart. And those back in my day fans, they don't like it because they're stuck in their ways. They're wearing a FUBU and fucking fat farm. So they shouldn't be held to anything because they're fucking idiots, right? But I love that the most. I love that now people are kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Maybe I don't need to make fun of a player for having a day off for the greater good, and that's winning a championship. Because you saw Pippen, he was falling apart. And by the next year, Pippen was done. Yeah, it's true. And then, you know, just to kind of piggyback off that conversation is that I feel like, you know, today's game is completely different. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into a little bit of like social media stuff like that. And I feel like it'll never be, I, I don't think we'll be able to see anybody like Michael go as hard as, as they have. I mean, you'll see guys play 82 games a year. I think so. But that still will come with some sort of like load management, whether it's no practice or there's the schedule works out a lot better for them where, you know, there's a little bit more less back to backs. So the game's always improving the efficiency because it's a product at the end of the day that, you know, Adam Silver is going to want to protect his players to help them. But we're never going to see like someone like Jordan just go absolutely hard just because science and medicine has caught up to us to tell us that. It's better for guys, not just for their NBA careers, but their livelihoods after basketball to be healthy. Um, you know, and, and just kind of segueing into that, um, I, I one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, with Jordan and social media less being there's no social media because it was mentioned that you know he had this superhuman persona as basketball player, athlete, and he did it all without social media. It's incredible. Like, don't get me wrong, but you know, and this is not to hate on Jordan, but it's just underlying. You get to pick and choose what's shared out there. With social media, you don't get to pick and choose. Jordan you know? isn't Jordan in today's game. Period. He's not right. He he couldn't take the he couldn't take the heat, so he had his father speaking for him. Like the thing with Jordan is that he thrived and won because he was an asshole behind closed doors, but he was this bigger than life person in front you know so just knowing how i know the media is perceived today there's no door and i love he's the goat i love they're undeniable he's not jordan today he can you imagine like he would be worse than kevin durant he would have burners and he would be saying we're like it's just just knowing and that was like a little bit of the media like jordan had 98 percent of the media on his side it was that one or two media outlets he couldn't take lebron's heat from 15 LeBron was crowned king of the world at 15 and he's never like what you know Jordan he wasn't built like that we saw it he just he he just wasn't and it's crazy to me because he's the most mentally tough player that I've ever witnessed ever like just the way how he could just lock in was nuts but at the same time his kryptonite was like media and it that's like so weird to me how you could be like so tough, but at the same time, a hoe and not want to speak to the media. That's crazy. Present day, he doesn't, present day, he doesn't survive. None of the, that whole team doesn't survive. But like, it's just, it's wild time. Could you imagine in the middle of the finals, if like fucking um, Darren Williams or Jordan Clarkson or somebody just like bolts off to Vegas? Like what? Yeah, exactly. You I just agree. can't. <laughs> It, it, yeah, I mean, we'll never see this. We'll never see anything like this. And I think that's like a beautiful thing, like that this documentary like highlighted. Like, we'll we'll never see these stories. Everything seems so far fetched. To like, the, everyone's kind of like crossing their t's, dotting their eyes in the NBA today. It, it's it's very far fetched. We'll never see it. Um, but it came at like the cost of winning for like Phil Jackson and like the way he managed it. You know, so. It, that, that that's what it was um but yeah i i, I would say I, you know like i said i don't think like the lack of social media the lack of, of extra marketing hurt jordan at all like 
you know, they, there was a claim. I forgot who it was. One of you know the, the females that was on on the show. Like right after he talked about um, his speech after the sixth win, you know, he they were on stage and um, you know she kind of started off. Well, you know, he didn't. He was superhuman. You didn't need it in those times. You can easily be printed out in the front of a newspaper and you can have your face on a poster. Um, you know, DeMar, I don't know if you remember going to school, like probably in your day, probably, I don't know, it was elementary school for me, middle school. Um, like PE, PE teachers, um, classrooms, locker rooms. Who was on the wall with the Gatorade logo? Bro, it's the God. Jordan. <laughs> it, was, it was Michael Jordan, you know? <laughs> Jordan Dominique. I was supposed to be a girl. And when, and when I came out, my mom yelled, those are balls. And they were like, are you neglecting your baby? And she was like, no, you guys. So like on my wall and like my father would like used to hate this, but you would ask me, who's your daddy? And I would point to Michael Jordan. Like, that's my guy. I had a Jordan wall, I had an Iverson wall. Like those, like Jordan is beyond a hero to me. Like Jordan, like, you know, a few of my friends would say, oh, you were, I said, no, hating is not criticizing. It, it would be like prime example with me and like you, I look at you, you're like my little brother. So let's say, like, there's been times where we've locked in on a podcast and I've been like, yo, this is it. And there's some times where I'm like, oh, I didn't like it too much. That's not me hating. What the fuck? If, if, if you're that type of person, don't fuck with me, bro. I'm never going to sugarcoat shit. I'm never, ever going to, like, that's not me. So people are like, oh, last week you said that Jordan did. Yeah, he did. Well, snitching ain't that bad. You just posted six nine deserves to get whatever because he snitched, but you co-signed in Jordan. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't be a hypocrite. You gotta be consistent. I mean, that's all we ask for. And I think like you know, it's gonna be a different it'll be different. Like I'm I'm starting to notice I get I get bored obviously with this quarantine shit going on and you kind of read through comments. People really are like, Well, what, can we just like honor both of them now? Like they're both great players. Like Jordan was great, but you know, and it's like, well, why are people backtracking now? Like, because you found out he had flaws or, you know, he, he had a really good team and a really good coach and they were pretty damn good. So, you know, it it has to be fair criticism, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like, again, th- I hope there's like an inspiration that this says forth for a lot of people who are watching it, the attention that it drew for like the sports world, like, you know, for guys and girls, like, yeah, it will just, it it was just done well to the point where we got to see in their mind of like one of the greatest players and athletes of all time. And he, like you said, he really didn't do much outside of basketball in a sense of like activism. He wasn't opening schools. Um, Jordan will sign a check though. He'll write a check in a heartbeat, but (laughs) he wouldn't be a a public personality. He'll show up to a basketball camp. That's about it. But that's a, for me, I always say that's a, a cop-out, right? Because it's like, for instance, the reason why, and I hate to bring this up because like it really makes me cry. I might even start crying. The reason why Nipsey is Nipsey is because he's Nipsey. He's here, or he was here. He was present. I just said on Twitter, like, Nipsey is everything that people think Tupac was. Like, literally, building, like, just Nipsey was, like, our everything. But the reason why he's Nipsey is because he was here on the turf in the streets. You saw him. You you were like, oh, fuck, he's right there. He's like at all of our causes, our riots, our marches, whatever. He's there. So it's easy for Mike to write a check, but doing what LeBron is doing and doing what a lot of these other great players. But again, I often say without Michael, without Kobe for them, LeBron looked at how Michael and Kobe had their careers and was like, cool, I want to be like them. but." I'm going to control a little bit of my own so I can actually do more than them. So I'm not blaming Kobe and Mike because they are who they are. But it's cool because you see present day, lots of players have tapped in and lots of players speak out. Banana Boat Boys, Dame Lillard, McCullum, uh, Jeff Green, whatever. And that's dope. I see it every day. Shout out to my boy Tobias Harris. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Tobias Harris as well. He does the same thing. Like very, very good human. So I think that like, a lot of players just have more, um, what's the word? They have more freedom to do things. Yeah, absolutely. Back in the day, Mike is thinking back in the day, if I come out and say, hey, I endorse this black person, these white endorsements might go. But now you can't do it because otherwise it would be backlash. But back in the day, he was the first and one of one, so he didn't know. So I, you know, I, I see where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, yeah, overall, like, I, I totally respect it. Like I said, he was real about it. He he kept his stance, and to this day, he keeps his, his stance. Like you said, I don't think that there's 
anything bad or wrong with the fact that he didn't want to pursue activism. It is who he is. And I like I said, I think he, he just comes from a time and an era where there really wasn't a, a sense of direction. And we started to look back at those who were before him, um, you know, Bird, Magic. They they kind of didn't go through what he went through. They weren't as big as Michael was. And then well, who's on Michael's side? He has a couple of older gentlemen, his dad at one point. Dad passes, and then you have, uh, you know, the security guard. That's Gus. that's his, yeah, Gus. Gus. Gus, excuse me. You have Gus who's uh, there, and you know, like he said in that episode, these last couple episodes, is that he looked towards some older gentlemen to give him like a direction. And sometimes yeah. with the a changing world so fast, it, I'm I'm biased when I say this because I will I will take the you know, information from older folks and my parents as well. But I still will evaluate that in, in today's world because their judgment might be a little outdated. So, you know, sometimes I feel like his direction on things, you know, it's just pr- protect your money, protect your legacy, uh, keep it moving. And that's just kind of what it was for Michael. And, and from my opinion, what I, what I saw, it wasn't really like, hey, uh, let's go out and let's make this money. Let's go support, you know, the Chicago, you know, low income areas. Let's go build a school in this corner. Let's go back to North Carolina and let's open up the Michael Jordan school. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that what that really wasn't in his and to this day it's not. I mean, what is he doing still to this day? And it's it's not a it's not something that's like we're trying to hate on him. It's just you know, unfortunately, it's just. I mean, he's writing checks to places and and things like that. It, it's it's he's still reselling the shoes, you know. So it's it's Michael. It's he's he's remained Michael, and we can't hate on that. That's him. You can't. I, straight up. It, you know, it is what it is. It, it's so, yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it sucks. Agreed, agreed. Yep, I mean, you know, that's that's Michael. I mean, overall, beautiful documentary. Loved it. Um, I mean, there is, there's no, like I said, little things here and there that I would tweak a little bit better, but I can't beef with it, man. It was great. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what's in store for this Game 6 movie, but, you know, overall, it was it was a great, well-paced what we got to see in his mind and truly who he is. And then from here, you know, he can, he can kind of ride up in the sunset. Um, but the influence, man, I think, you know, where it ends is that the influence, you can see it trickle down to everybody else. Obviously people are going to talk trash and they already are to this, this very minute about, you know, LeBron taking his number, blah, blah, blah. It's like LeBron can't take inspiration from him. Um, you know, the, the whole Kobe thing, you know, I think like the most, beautiful thing about this documentary was that um i i i guess i I could say this is that um it's just seeing how much kobe wanted to be like mike and understanding like mike and then how because i under because i understand kobe more because i saw kobe play more of his career than i than i ever watched mike and that was like the beautiful most beautiful thing to see man and and just given with any everything that's happened this year and um really really incredible man i mean when when you say somebody wants to be like mike like he literally had the jingle demario be like mike and think about the millions and millions of humans have come along after mike and there was one that was was almost a mirror image i think that was like this is that was for as a sports fan as a basketball fan it's it's beautiful like it's worse that Kobe's not here with us, but I think that was like the most beautiful thing to understand Michael, his, his mindset is, is, and you can see it trickle down to Kobe. And I think what I hope to find out down the road at the right time is that maybe Michael in, influenced Kobe to be a better man down the road. Yeah. And um, I think that, that that's like a, a great story where I think that we will, we, we'll see it one day, hopefully. And, um, Unfortunately, Kobe's not here. He's not going to be here to tell us. So, you know, I think that that's something that we'll probably miss out on the direct correlation between Kobe and Mike. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, any last minute thoughts about the documentary? I'm happy that it was done. I hope that it inspires uh, more. I think that I think that we need uh, to see more of these. It just was really dope. I love how. The whole world was watching. We were all watching as homies. It was something to where I think it makes sports fans kind of realize a little much like, hey, like they're people just like you and I. 
I think so often we get caught up and we act like these these men and these women who we watch are like, you know, they like they're just like you and I. Like they're no they're no different. Go about your regular day to day and, you know, channel your inner Michael, channel your inner, you know, Scotty, channel your inner Rodman. You know, like you can, you know, you can do that. Um I think that I think that more and more fans were kind of like oh shit like that's dope you know what i'm saying like i didn't know that about michael or i didn't know that about scotty or i didn't know that about you know whatever and hopefully we stop one of the things i stopped doing when kobe bean was gone is i stopped comparing and i just started just enjoying and i hope that more people do that well i think i think we'll we'll probably you know it's it's like a sequence. Like I thought about it. I'm like, you know, if you took me about, let's say eight years ago, it'd, it'd be a different story with me. I think we all kind of evolve and we get to that point, you know, because everybody that comes after us and unfortunately much younger, we get to see them as uh, evolve as players. Some pan out, some don't like, you know, we have Zion and John Morant. You and I will sit here and appreciate them. Uh, younger kids might take sides. Well, I'm team Zion. I'm, t- I'm team John Morant when it gets our age, it's a little, I think you go, everyone kind of goes to that sequence. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll forever have to change. I think we just need to change the perspective as, as sports fans and get to that point. Yeah. And hopefully this documentary can do that. Um, you, you have to honor each of your own, even Mike said it himself, cause it's floating out there. His interview with Mike Wilbon in 2009, uh, where he says, you know, it, it's wrong to call me the goat. Basically what he's saying, you know, in, in a short is that, he doesn't want to be called the GOAT because it's disrespectful towards the guys before him. He's never played in those eras, so it's he doesn't know. It's impossible. It's just an opinion. And it really is, man. Like it, People get worked up so much over your opinion about LeBron, about Mike, about Kobe. It's weird, dude. Like You can call whoever you want the GOAT, but at the end of the day, man, you know I'm still going to honor your side, your guy. Like It, it doesn't matter. I, I love the sport too much to not honor somebody who's changed the landscape and who has set forth influence for many years to come. So that, that, that's just my opinion about it. Take for what it's worth. Um, any shout outs? Shout outs to us, bro. Like I'm like, you know, I'm excited. This was fun. This was, I love our group chat. I love Twitter. Everything was on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was the just memes, was new memes, man. It, it remind me back of like the mid two thousands. We were all talking on Facebook and kind of getting it going. It was super dope. Yeah, I agree, man. I would. Yeah, I want to shout out to yeah, shout out to us, man. You know, it's funny because like we strung this together like kind of sort of last minute. It was just like, yo, let's just let's just talk about this, and we're like, yo, we're gonna make this a weekly thing. So we appreciate everyone who's followed us through the uh, five week journey. Uh, I just want to shout out to Marcus and the guys at Heels of Wrestling. You know, they're doing their thing right now. Uh, follow at the how pod on instagram twitter check those guys out man tell them i'll give them a shout out and um i'm excited man i'm i'm excited for things us for us here but uh i'm i'm really disappointed because there's no sports still yeah and uh i don't know man we'll see what happens hopefully we can make some magic happen but uh I mean, you know, some some states are reopening, so we'll see what's up. Uh, looks like NFL teams have given clearance to open practice facilities, and they're in unison with that. So hopefully, there's football, and um, hopefully, you're out there safe in Cali, man. Yeah, I'm all safe. I'm all good. Shout out to everybody. Love y'all. Stay safe. Drink wine. Peace.